12 tonight, John chapter number 12. If you're glad you're saved, say amen. 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 If you're glad to be in church tonight, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right now, all right, all right, easy, easy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Amen. John chapter number 12. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to preach, and uh, pastor said, hey, you, you, got, you got a message uh, this afternoon. I said, I, I sure do, uh, and so we, we're going to preach, amen. Uh, one of these twin boys was asking me this morning, uh, he, 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 we, I had to you know, do Sunday school there in the teen Sunday school. Y'all know Brother John been sick or whatever. And uh, I didn't get full clarity, and that may be my fault. I probably should have texted Brother John last night to get a final word, but didn't really get full clarity on if I was teaching Sunday school this morning. And, and so I was, I was kind of thumbing through some notes this morning to see what exactly I was going to hit them teenagers with, amen. And, uh, and one, of them, one of these twins, I can't remember which one it was, uh, yeah, it said, uh, well, Brother Zach, aren't you supposed to always be ready to give an answer? I said, boy, <laughs> if you only knew what I was thumbing through right now. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, somebody, a preacher said one time, it might have been my brother-in-law, I don't know, Troy. Uh, we, we were talking about, you got you a message? You, you got you a message tonight? You ready to preach? And he said, I'm always loaded. Uh, and so... Hopefully, that's, that's the prayer tonight. I hope, I, I hope we, can, we can help you and be a blessing tonight. Uh, but uh, John chapter number 12, uh, you pray for me. We'll give you uh, a, a thought. And uh, this is kind of just what the Lord laid on my heart, heart tonight. Uh, I've been thinking about this, this sermon uh, for a while and uh, love this passage of Scripture, love this account here and uh, the picture of it. But John chapter number 12, let's get right into it tonight. If you found your place there, would you say amen? Amen. 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 The Bible tells us, verse number 1, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead. I, I will reiterate that. Where Lazarus was, which had been dead. Whom he raised from the dead. Praise God. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always." I love this passage of Scripture, and what we find here is the story of Mary Magdalene and this alabaster box, this costly ointment of spikenard. And what would take place is 
a very awesome, wonderful picture. I believe it was a public display of a fanatical type of love for Jesus Christ. Would you all agree with that tonight? It really was a public display of unhinged passion, of irrational, just not thinking about anything else, a type of love that I believe we need more of in this day and in this hour. And I want to preach for a few moments on this thought, if we're giving it a title tonight, two words, fanatical love. Fanatical love. As we come to chapter number 12, we understand this is the last week of Jesus' life uh, as it gives, it gives it to us there in verse number 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany. And we understand also uh, that Lazarus uh, has just been raised from the dead. Verse number 1, also where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. I'll say this, I'm thankful to know tonight that uh, Jesus Christ, that the Lord Jesus Christ has power to take something dead and make it alive. Amen? I'm thankful to know that we serve a God who can take a black heart and wash it in His red blood, and it come out whiter than snow. Amen? I'm thankful that Jesus has the power when we're dead, when we're not doing well, uh, when we're down and out, to do some things to make us alive again, to renew our spirits, and to revive us. And, and boy, I'm thankful tonight to know that Jesus Christ, it was a man by the name of Lazarus who was dead, and He raised him from the dead, and made him alive again. I'm thankful for that tonight. Uh, but we, I'm very interested in this this spikener spikener that that comes up there in verse number three. And I want to draw your attention just by way of introduction uh, to that very piece of ointment. Verse number three tells us, "Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly." The Bible says, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the, fa- and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. This spikenard that we find here in verse number 3, uh, I find it very interesting that as we study that out, what that was and, and, and w- how much that exactly cost, it, it, we come to find out and we come to know that uh, this spikenard that Mary was carrying... Uh, it cost what the common laborer would uh, save up. Uh, it was a whole year's worth of wages is, what, uh, is how much it cost her. And, and we understand that Mary, she had this ointment, she had this spikenard, and it was so costly that it, 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 it cost her her whole year's wages. Isn't that very interesting? Uh, and, and, and so we understand that uh, this, this ointment, this spikenard was very costly and uh, she had worked all year to save up. And, and can you imagine and can you envision uh, working all year and, and taking your whole year's wages, your whole gross income and, and buying something with it and and boy, what would ensue here in this passage of Scripture is, is that Mary, she would take, take that whole thing of ointment that she had, that alabaster box of spikenard, and, and she would pour it all over Jesus. And it was, as we mentioned a while ago, it was a public display of irrational, of fanatical, of 
unhinged passion for Jesus Christ. And uh, she was a fanatic when it came to showing love for Jesus Christ. I mean, can you imagine those that were around her? They, they probably couldn't fathom and couldn't understand that uh, Mary had uh, spent all her money that she had to buy this ointment and, and what she would do as she would pour it all over Jesus and because He's worth it. Amen. He, he, he would be worth it in her mind. And, and she was truly in love with Jesus Christ. And I want to ask you tonight, church, are you still in love with Jesus Christ? <clears throat> are you still in love with the one who gave his life for you? And, and, and we find Mary here, it, it is just a fanatical love. And, and boy, it, it almost, I would even phrase it this way, she was crazy in love with Jesus Christ. Uh, and I, I, I can think back, my mind goes back to uh, me and Miss Jessie and, and when we were, uh, I guess, you know, courting or uh, when we began to like each other per se or whatever, uh, I became uh, enthralled with her. You know, we were, we were in high school. Yeah, we were high school sweethearts, right? But, uh, boy, I'm just in the business of embarrassing my wife, ain't I? I tell you, I'm gonna be in the doghouse second week in a row. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I can remember uh, falling in love with Miss Jessie, and I can remember uh, doing that. And I can remember there were times where I would be at school, and we would be at school, and she'll remember this, where uh, she would be in a class or whatever, and. I would, in my class, because I'm, I'm a year older than her, I would raise my hand in my class and say, I need to go to the bathroom, but I really didn't have to go to the bathroom. And, uh, and, and, and at our school, the teachers would leave their, their doors open to their classes, and that was their mistake, all right? Uh, and so what I would do, because I was so in love with Miss Jessie, is I, I would go through the halls of the school and find out which class she was in, and I didn't care who was watching, right? I didn't care who saw me, but I was standing there in the hallway, <laughs> waving at her, <laughs> you know, like, hey, uh, I, I can't do anything. She's in school. She probably ain't even paying attention to me, but uh, I didn't care. I didn't care who saw me. I didn't care what people were going to say about me, because I was so in love with Miss Jessie that it did not matter who was watching. It did not matter to me what people were going to say. And what we find here in this passage of Scripture is Mary Magdalene, she is doing the same thing. Uh, she did not care what Judas was going to say. She did not care what the other disciples uh, were going to utter. Uh, she didn't care about public opinion or even other believers who would maybe say, Mary, that's just taking it a little bit too far. Mary, you can say amen all you want to. You can praise and all this. But I'm going to tell you, you've went a little bit too far in showing your love for Jesus Christ. But guess what? Mary didn't care because she was so in love that it did not matter who was around her. It did not matter what people were going to say or who was going to make fun of her because she was so in love with Jesus Christ because she understood that, hey, this man Jesus is worth it to me. 
that, that, that ointment, that spikenard had cost her all her year's wages, had cost her all of her money. And, and guess what? Jesus Christ was worth it to her uh, to use all on Him. And I would say the same thing to us tonight. Jesus is worth it, church. Uh, he, he's worth it. How's your love for Him tonight? Uh, this was a, a fanatical type of love that we see in this passage of, of Scripture. This is a beautiful count of a person who was so in love with Jesus that she just became crazy for a little bit. <laughs> she just became fanatical for a little bit. And, and I, I want to preach on this thought tonight, a fanatical love that Mary had for the Lord Jesus. I want you to think with me first about the picture of fanatical love. This picture that we find of fanatical love. There in verse number 3, let's read it. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped His feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. I want you to picture the setting here tonight. We, we, we find Jesus here, and we find Lazarus who had just been raised from the dead. We find uh, Martha, uh, Mary's sister, who would be serving there. And then we find the disciples, and they're eating supper. They're all gathered around for a meal, a bunch of good Baptists, amen. <laughs> and they were eating supper there. And it's interesting when you combine all three gospel accounts of, of this story uh, they suggest that Mary, not, not only did she anoint the, the feet of Jesus, but she would anoint the head and feet of Jesus. If you read other gospel accounts, you'll, understand, you'll see that. And, and you know what? I, I, this is just a wonderful picture. I love this. And I thought about bringing up having a bottle of water and pouring it on somebody's head tonight. But I'm not going to do that to you. But uh, what, a, what a wonderful picture this is. And can you just picture Mary and... As she's sitting there and, and Jesus, this is his last week here on earth. And, and, and Mary, I believe, she just begins to think about just who Jesus is and just what Jesus uh, means to her and, and, uh, and how worth Jesus is to her. And, and she, she begins to take that alabaster box of ointment that spikenard very costly, the Bible tells us. And I believe she comes over to Jesus and she begins to pour a little bit out on his head and she might stop it just for a second and just think, man, he's worth it. Jesus is worth it. And she begins to think about uh, just everything that Jesus is to her and, 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 and how close their relationship is. And she just begins to continue to pour that ointment out. He's worth it. You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe Mary might have been thinking as she was continuing to pour that ointment down on Jesus, she, she might have just been thinking that uh, Jesus, here He sits, who had just raised my very own brother from the dead. He's worth it. <laughs> He's worth it. And then she would continue on down to His feet. Jesus is my comforter. She's, He's worth it. And would continue to pour and pour and pour. And Jesus... I would say this tonight, he's worth a public display of love. He's worth a fanatical, a vocal display of love from you and I. Do you believe he's worth it tonight, church? I, I, you know, I, I know many times when we're singing in here in church and, 
And I might, I might mention to you, hey, just don't care about what everybody else thinks, but just sing unto the Lord and, and, and because He is worth it. And you know what worship is? It is ascribing worth to somebody or something. And I, I would say tonight that Jesus Christ is worth every praise. Jesus Christ is worth uh, every, every, every amount of time that we spend in His Word. Uh, Jesus is worth uh, all the hatred. Jesus is worth uh, every storm and every trial that we go through. Uh, Jesus is worth every bit that we go through here in this earth. And uh, we find this picture of fanatical love. What does what is, what is a fanatical love look like? Well, it's a, it's a public display of unhinged passion. It's a public display of praise, of uh, just, just really and truly, it might just be going off the rails uh, about Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what Mary was doing. It's, that's the picture of fanatical love. I want you to notice secondly with me tonight, this, not only this picture of fanatical love, but the, there was a problem with this fanatical love, wasn't there? Notice verse number 4, what takes place. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? As Mary is worshiping, if you will, as Mary is praising the King of kings and the Lord of lords, as Mary is uh, going crazy about her love for Jesus Christ, we find Judas Iscariot, really and truly, he's the devil. We find him interrupting here, don't we? And he asks this question, this question of why was not this ointment given to the poor? And the Bible really tell, the Bible tells us clearly he didn't really care about the poor. Uh, he, he didn't really care about that, but uh, he, he, just, he just was trying to be a Debbie Downer, if you will, wasn't he? And trying to get in the way of somebody praising Jesus Christ. That's exactly what he was doing. And uh, there was this problem that, that arose uh, with Mary and, and with her praising Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to tell you something tonight, church, that you can rest assured as you're uh, giving all your praise and giving all your shout and, and giving all your time to Jesus Christ, you can rest assured tonight that there's always going to be somebody questioning why. There's always going to be somebody questioning, uh, well, why you got to be so loud? Uh, why do you have to be so excited and crazy? Uh, why you got to lift your hands towards heaven? Uh, why, why, why are you trying to draw attention to yourself? And uh, look, I would just say it like this, because he's worth it. Uh, he's worth it. Uh, he's worth me praising my Savior. He's worth every bit of praise every bit of vocal display, he's worth it tonight. That's why many times you'll notice that maybe somebody, they just, they just get the can't help it <laughs> here in church, right? Uh, you, just, you, just, you start thinking about how good God is. You start thinking about what God's done in your life. You start thinking about the hell that God saved you from. And you just begin to think and and boy, you just you just start to realize and understand and picture yourself. You're just all by yourself in this church house. It's just you and the Lord, and you don't care what anybody else has to say. 
You don't care who's questioning your praise and who's questioning your love for Jesus Christ because He is worth it. There was a problem here. There was a question of why that Judas asked. There was also a question of what. There, verse number 5, why was, it, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? And I want to just say this, and I, I, hope, I hope I'm all right tonight. Let me just say this. It's not our job to question what somebody is doing as a public display of fanatical love. It's not our job to assume and, 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 and interpret and, and say that, hey, uh, you know, they're just, they're just trying to put on a show. That's between them and the Lord, isn't it? Uh, and it's not our job to question what is being done or, or how you are praising the Lord. That's between them and the Lord. And, uh, you know, I would say this as well. You think about... You think about questioning people in their praise and questioning how they're praising and how they're worshiping. That's between them and the Lord. But you begin to look at this passage of Scripture and if you're the one always questioning, then you're in the company of the very one Judas Iscariot. That's not too good a company that I want to find myself in. Questioning somebody's love, questioning somebody's display of fanatical love. That's between them and the Lord. We'll all have to give an account to, to the Lord one day, won't we? So we find here there was a problem with this fanatical love. There was a question of why. There was a question of what. And then there was a question of who Mary was, uh, was giving uh, this ointment to and for. There in verse 5, Judas says, uh, Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Judas was suggesting that, he, that, that they should be using it on the poor instead of Jesus. Now, I'm all about, I'm all about giving to the poor. Uh, I'm all about making sure the poor is taken care of. But uh, really and truly what Judas was trying to do, he was trying to, just, he was trying to get the glory for himself, wasn't he? Uh, he was trying to be sharp here, <laughs> and he was trying to say, well, why, why are we not doing something more important with this ointment? I'd say I'd say using it on Jesus was pretty important, uh, was pretty much needed, and uh, and so we see a question of who here. And let me just say, uh, Jesus Christ is worth it tonight. Jesus is Jesus Christ is worth our praise. He's worth our money. He's worth our time. He's worth giving of ourself. Uh, he's worth it tonight. And in light of that, we see the picture of crazy love, fanatical love, the problem. There was a problem with this fanatical love. And then lastly tonight, the person of fanatical love. Look at verse 7. Then said Jesus, I love this, Let her alone. <laughs> Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. We, we see Judas here and, and Mary, she's loving on Jesus, if you will. She's praising the Lord. Uh, she's giving of herself, giving everything that she has to the Lord. And, and we find that uh, while Judas here, he was offended at this act. He was questioning this act. But we find, I love that Jesus was defending Mary. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus was defending Mary, and we find over in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-six, in verse number ten, uh, Jesus he 
in reference to this, he said that it was good what Mary had done with that spikenard, with that ointment. And I, w- I want to say this, not only is he our defender, just as he was here in Mary's case, but I'm thankful tonight to know that he's our provider. He's not just our defender, he's, he's our provider, he's our healer, he's our keeper, he's our cheerleader, he's our helper in strength, in time of trouble, in time of need. Uh, he's our sanctifier, amen. Uh, he's our leader, he's my father, he's my buckler, he's my giver of life, he's, he's the bringer of the rain, he's the creator of the universe, He's Jehovah Jireh. He is God tonight. That's who the person of fanatical love is tonight. He is the reason why we should get crazy every once in a while. Uh, He is the reason why uh, we ought to be a little bit fanatic every now and then. Because He is worth it. He's done some things for you and I uh, that, that we owe ourselves to. Uh, we owe everything, every ounce of strength. Uh, everything that you and I have tonight, we owe to the Lord Jesus Christ. As I mentioned a little while ago, uh, you understand what was done. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And, and, and as He was on that cross, as, as they were uh, using that cat of nine tails on Jesus Christ and whipping and tormenting Him and making fun of Him, you know what I believe Jesus was saying? He was, he was thinking of you. He was thinking of me as He was bleeding, as He was dying, as He was uh, pouring out every ounce of His self for you and I so that we could have an eternal life in heaven one day. He was thinking of me on that cross. He was thinking of you. Uh, he was thinking about your eternity. And, and you know what? We were worth it to Him Uh, to die for you and I and for our sin, and I believe He's worth it uh, for us to praise Him every once in a while. Uh, He's worth it to be able to uh, just uh, be a fanatic every now and then of of just saying, I don't care uh, what people are going to say. Uh, I, I'm thinking about what He's done for me on the cross of Calvary. I'm thinking about uh, how He's held my hand every step of the way. I'm thinking about how He's never le- left me nor forsaken me in a time of need. And He's worth it tonight. I, w- I would ask you, are, are you in love with Jesus? Are you still in love with Jesus just as much as you were the first day you got saved? If you are, what type of love is it? Is, is, it, is it a love that comes and goes? And look, I, I, know, I know where I'm at tonight. And look, I, I'll put it this way. You know, we, just, just as much as I would emphasize and encourage somebody praising the Lord and, and uh, getting excited for Jesus, uh, you know what? We'll come in here many times and we'll hoop and holler and, and go crazy in here during a church service, but... What are we doing when we get out there outside of these walls? We ought not be that way in here and not be that way out there. We ought not be, be uh, swinging from the chandeliers in here and then go out in a crowd in the world and all of a sudden we ain't got no voice for the Lord. All of a sudden we ain't, we ain't, we've lost our preach and we've lost our shout. Those are the ones who we need to be shouting to. Those are the ones who we need to be telling the gospel to because He's worth it. He's worth that fanatical love. When's the last time that you 
lost yourself for your love for Jesus Christ tonight. Mary had a fanatical, crazy love in this passage of Scripture. And I believe it's, it's something that we rarely see in this day and this age. And we're, I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about you and I, myself included. Uh, he's worth it tonight. And, and this was a fanatical display of love. And I, I just wonder tonight, when's the last time that you had a fanatical act of love on display for Jesus Christ? Let's bow our head and close our eyes as we all stand here tonight. As Miss Michelle comes to the piano and have a time of invitation. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you tonight. Lord, as we sang a moment ago, I I truly do. I stand amazed in the presence of your love. Lord, what you did for me on the cross of Calvary is something that nobody else did for me. And Lord, I, I just I believe you're worth it tonight. You're worth our time. Lord, you're you're worth our money. Father, and I believe we just we ought to praise you for that. And Lord, I pray you'd help us tonight during this time of invitation. Lord, you'd help us to see exactly what we stand in need of. And Lord, most of all, you'd be honored and glorified the rest of the service. For it's in your name we do pray. Amen.